Welcome to the Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. And we are so glad that you are joining us on this just a little bit nippy outside day. Because, you know, it's a little bit snowy, which is kind of lovely right now. I gotta it be is honest. a little bit snowy. It is lovely. And it is uh, January. It's We're coming on the end of January, man. We've made it through. Beware driving, though. There are a little, like, black icy spots. Oh, really? On the highway. Yeah, I was going 65 and, like, had a few, like, oop. You had a little, oop, slow down, oop, creeps and creamity there. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Jeez, man. Jeez, man. Yeah, well, so Hanson and I, by the way, are sort of like, it's almost like we had a sleepover because basically <laughs> we were here last night. We filled in with Lori and, for Lori and Julia while they're at the SAGs. And uh, I like to say at the SAGs. The SAGs. <laughs> the SAG Awards. Um, we got but, to talk about um uh, we took over their show in the pet shows. We got to talk about gender reveal lasagna. Lasagna. We um, talked about all kinds of things that they don't like to talk about. Yeah, Lori doesn't like to talk about food, right? But also, they want. We really did not hit on that many celebrities, except for like Anne Hathaway, which is kind of a softball. And yeah, she's a pretty easy one to rip on. I know, I know. Although I don't mind her as much, to be honest. And so, to tell you a little bit about what's going on, I don't, I don't. I guess it's not that I don't. I just don't understand why there's like why the hate goes into this really intense area. She's, I mean, she's mildly annoying, but like, so is like Kate Moss. You know what I mean? Like she doesn't receive yes, the amount of Kate hate. Kate Moss is mildly yes, annoying. Yes, but I mean like all of that. It's Carly just, Kloss. Well, you mildly know. Mildly annoying. Like we could just go down the list <laughs> That's of my point, supermodels who right. but don't like, eat. But for some reason, Anne Hathaway gets like fervent hatred like like vitriol <laughs> and i don't understand it and i'm okay i just sort well, of do you understand it now and when you do your hashtag explain your hashtag so, so the whole point of follow the, along the reason we were ch- chatting about it is because you know the other day she was on the view uh she has a new movie coming out serenity Anne hathaway and with matthew mcconaughey apparently they went on a rum drinking bender at one point and uh came back and she felt very hungover while she had to drive her three-year-old to school or she had to be driven with her, yeah, she had to be driven. She wasn't driving. She had to make sure we all knew that. Um, and she said, "You know, I just figured I'm just going to stop drinking for the next 18 years." And they were all kind of like, "Really?" And she's like, "You know, I mean, he needs me a lot in the morning now, and that's really important. I should be present." Which cheers to that. Totally get that. But to then say for 18, the next 18 years, which puts him to 21. So I figure she's not going to drink till he can drink, is what her theory is. Right. Which, by the way, girl. He's probably not going to wait till 21. Anyway, uh, so, but I get the idea behind it, right? And then, uh, but my point is, <laughs> a lot of abstaining, and she doesn't even know what parenthood is like yet. I mean, no. she's not even into like... Because he's three. 12 years old, which yeah, is, like, you know, you can take the edge off of a 12-year-old's day for yourself, you when know. They, the kid a nice looks little at glass you. of wine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying, so my whole thing is I'm drinking for Anne Hathaway, since she can't do it for the next 18 those of us who are going to have to pick up the slack, I figure it's a sisterhood. So I will be hashtagging. Drinking for Anne Hathaway. Drinking for hash- Anne Hathaway. If you want to join me, I'm. you're welcome into the sisterhood because, girl, we got it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, so after I left you last night, I have to just tell you that I went to the tea house. Oh, I love the tea house. And the tea house, you guys, is a collection of Szechuan sort of restaurants in town. There's one, I don't know if the one in St. Paul is still there over by... You know, off of 94, but there's... It is still there. There's the original... 
One is in Plymouth, of all places, by the Willow Creek Theater. And there's the one in Minneapolis, right down the road from the station here off of University. They have another one. They have a Skyway location, which oh, is fun. Yeah, I know. Uh, and which is kind of nice for the Skyway, for the lunch eaters of Minneapolis. But I got to tell you, I, I, we walked in. It was packed. I was a bunch of teenagers. You know, all the teens were going to go have a birthday dinner in the back room. And one of the parents and I. Uh, said her parents were hanging out at the bar, but the place was JFP, just jammed. Is it because of Chinese New Year or just? Pack? I don't know. And I was thinking about that, but Chinese New Year is not until February 5th. It doesn't okay. officially start. And so, and we're going to talk a little bit about that later in the show, but it was sort of, I mean, it was great. It felt really good. It was Friday at six o'clock and they had it. Every table was full. There were people waiting. I barely got a seat at the bar. And it was just kind of lovely. And I just have to say, oh, God, Mapo Tofu. If you ever go to a session place and you're like, I don't know what to get. Because a lot of people, you look at those, you look at the things and you're like, I have no idea what any right. of this means. Mapo Tofu is one of these beautiful dishes that is very, it's like tofu like like you've never seen. It's that soft, you know, so like bean curd. Yeah. It's kind of soft and lovely. And it's um, little chunks of tofu with a, a chili sauce on it. And it's just kind of delicious and smoky. And I just, it's my favorite thing. Can I give you a little um, tip? I think that same chili sauce, is it like a chili oil sauce? It's like an oil, but then they also have the, the chili paste on top too. Okay. That, but it's like smoked. They make um, that kind of a same dish with, with fish. Oh. It's really good. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, really I'm sure. Good. In fact, I saw the picture. Such That's the other fish. thing I love about Tea House. The, re- the menu has pictures with everything. I like that too. I do. I just some of these places where you don't know what to order and you're not familiar with the food, the pictures help. They not, but here's the thing: not even that. Think about this. There are some fine dining restaurants in town who have decided that they are going to be as spare as possible when they say like they say like uh, spaghetti, and then they say olive, tomato, cheese, basil, basil, and you're like, yeah, but. Is well, like, and then you get it, and you're thinking it's okay. So it's spaghetti with like sauce, and then it's a, a pile of spaghetti, and there's like an olive on the side, and there's a tomato a wing, leaf. yeah, and there's like a whole a like smear, yes, of tomato. a smear of tomato, and I I get it, but like, how lovely would it have been to have a picture of that, and then be like, oh, I see what you're doing here. That's still I'm still gonna get it. Food photography is real hard though to make things look good. Well. I'm. I mean, if you think about the Chinese, there's a plenty of you know, Bad plenty Chinese of food plenty pictures. of Asian food places that take pictures of their food. The ones at Tea House are gorgeous, beautiful photos. In fact, if you go to their website, you can see their photos there when you cause you can download the menu right. there. And uh, I'm just saying that I I wouldn't mind. I know it's hard also because of timing. It's not like you know that guy who's inventing his little deconstructed spaghetti situation. He doesn't have time to like photo it and print it because tomorrow he's going to do something else so true i know but yeah so where else did you eat this week um well i ate a place that i'm going to talk about in top two an hour two because i loved it so much so i'm not going to reveal that um where else did i eat this week well i was alone okay so kurt was traveling right so i ate like things like noodles with cottage cheese and sour cream have you ever eaten that where you have like equal parts cottage and sour cream and you mix it with the hot noodles that sounds so disgusting to oh me. no it's so good it's like <laughs> that the, sounds like 
It's I, like the college kids stroganoff. Except no college kid is going to go buy cottage cheese, are they? Do you eat cottage cheese? No. Oh, my God. It's like the sustenance of life. No. Jake eats cottage cheese with like an avocado as like a salad thing. You know, yeah. like as a cold. I could not live without cottage cheese. That is I probably so weird eat it every day. I have in my entire life never consumed one for myself like ever like if i had a classic you know the diet plate at the diner which is like a sad plain a burger <laughs> half a beach and like a like Can a dome peach. of college cheese i might have done that on a dare or something but there's no sometimes way sometimes there's a hamburger patty yeah, no, it's, it's a plain hamburger. Forward. yeah no it's a plain hamburger patty with nothing and they call it like Salisbury steak no oh I, yeah cottage cheese is not and i would love to know from it's people. delicious do they eat by? I mean, I bought it for the kid, and then that's like he eats it as like a throwback to when he was a kid. But it's okay, never you're like doing he a Hanson. Are you asking if people buy cottage cheese? Because that's something it. I would do. Yes, they don't. Of course, they buy it and eat it and consume it. Other than eighty-year-old grandmothers is what I'm wondering. Oh, I think mm-hmm. cottage cheese is actually making a comeback because they're starting to serve it in single servings. Yeah, I did see that. But some cottage, like there's good cut, like old home cottage cheese is real good. Some of the other cottage cheeses, they're not as good. Do you buy it with like all the whole milk or do you buy like the skim? I used to buy the skim, but now I just buy the whole or the 2%. I don't care. Yeah. It's just, it's delicious. It's a quick way to get protein. You know, in noodles, it's really not bad. I had it on a bed of arugula. So you heat it up. You have the noodles that are hot. You drain them. You put equal parts cottage cheese and sour cream, however much you want. However creamy you want it. Mix it all up. I served mine over a bed of arugula because I wanted a little greens too. You're gonna have to take. Um, you're gonna have to like take a picture and show me because I honestly can't. I think I did. I can't even understand it. Like to me, it sounds like you're. It sounds like <laughs> I don't even know. You're taking things and faking it. <laughs> like it's like a photo fake. Here, no. I, I mean, did I get take that people picture. put cottage. It looks. <laughs> <laughs> She's looking at my picture. I'm gonna post that picture on stephaniesdish.com. I. You know, I'm not ripping on you. I just can't possibly imagine that tasting. I can't imagine that taste being other than like. It was fantastic. I like a weird, creamy thing. Maybe. And I maybe it's I don't know. I'm not I'm not like trying to rip on you and judge you. I'm just saying for me. I don't feel judged. My brain, I feel you're unenlightened to the deliciousness okay. of cottage cheese That's and sour fair. cream noodles. That's fair. My friend Miles, this is like his family's food staple. That's how I learned about it when I nice. first met them. And, listen, and they serve it at dinner parties. Is this something from... <laughs> like, they'll serve it as a side. <laughs> He'll make a roast Here's chicken. Here's what I want to say. I've never seen it in a magazine. I've never seen it on Bon Appetit. I've never seen it in anywhere like that. So that's, like, so crazy to me. Hilarious. I okay, can't... let me ask you this. Is this something that your mom made or your family made? Like, no, did you... Miles' family. It's but, 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 like, is that from his pat? Like, his mom made it or something? His Kinda dad. She's made a huge... Was a huge piece of 70s dining. So, like... Yeah. That's fu- I mean, I get it where the, and that's also maybe why my German mother didn't have access to that sort of heritage. So I don't I never had cottage cheese. Yeah. Uh, no, I think his parents had it. And I don't know. OK, I, this is seriously I'm going to dig into this rabbit hole. I have a couple rabbit holes, which happens in the wintertime with me. And we're going to talk about it later in a little bit because I've got a wings okay. rabbit hole. This woman said her and her husband go through two two cartons of cottage cheese a week. OK. It's All delicious. right, people. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with Cottage Cheesegate, apparently. And uh, <laughs> But actually, we're going to talk a little bit about some cooking gadgets first. And what yes. I want to talk about, you guys, on the Facebook, we have a great little question up for you today. And really, it's about, we want you to showcase, um, you know, something that is in your kitchen. I'm trying to load up the actual question and it won't load up. 
um, about that is not expensive, that it's not fancy. We're basically asking for a non-fancy, non-objectively you know, objectively special thing that you are nonetheless very attached to. So you can go over to the Facebook page and tell us your homage to your favorite tool. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us this chilly morning. We are so happy that you are here. Okay, so we have a li- we've had a little bit of a turn in the content today. We have a- we have a little bit of a cheese cottage cheese discussion going on. I did on. post the picture, people. You, you can see it. You can see it at and- stephaniesdish.com on Instagram or stephaniesdish on Instagram or Weekly Dish. But you put it on both. the Facebook. Did you uh, put it on the Facebook? No, page? but I will right yeah, now. Put it on the Facebook page because that's a good forum. Like that's a discussion okay. area. Um, Linda is on the line. She has a comment about cottage cheese for us. What's up, Linda? Hi. Um, two of my favorite things in life are spaghetti sauce made with um, sausage and crammed with zucchinis, different colors of zucchinis. Okay. And when I serve the spaghetti, the cottage cheese goes on top of the noodles first. I do spaghetti noodles cottage cheese, and then the zucchini red marinara sauce. It's absolutely wonderful. Well, and that's kind of like riffing off of having cottage cheese in lasagna. Absolutely. But it's it's just with the vegetables in there, it's just out of this world. Um, Then secondly, back from the 70s, we were talking about uh, cottage cheese being retroactive here. Um, We used to serve our eggs and hash browns in the morning in our family. With cottage cheese over the top. Over the top? Yeah. <sighs> wow. Okay. All right. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. Thank you, yeah. Linda. Appreciate it. Stephanie is just a guest. I, 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 listen, again, this is a personal thing, and so I don't want you to think that I'm, like, ripping on any of you. I just don't get it. <laughs> I just don't. I can't, like, the thought of having that, Linda's, like, beautiful dish that she loves and is probably quite delicious, but for me, having the tomatoes and the zucchini over the curds, these weird little curds, is weird to me. Come on. It's weird. You're normally, like, the person who always has, like, an open mind about these things. Are you saying, I'm I'm just, I'm open to it. I'm not saying you can't do it. (laughs) I'm just saying it's weird. It doesn't, like, fit into my, my... Space of brain of knowing things that are good and how they work together and how they taste and how and they taste. I can't get there. It's get just it. me. I okay, we have Angela on the line. This is turning into Cottage Cheesegate. Angela, what's up? Hi. Is anybody oh. with me, Angela? No, I, no, no. I'm sorry. When okay. I was younger, my mom would make um, progies, oh. and she would she would stuff them with cottage cheese. And then uh, when they were nice and warm, you'd put the sour cream over top of them, and that's how you eat them. Oh yeah! And it was—I was totally dismayed when I—I I was when I grew up and went uh, grocery shopping and saw these in the store and found out that they stuff them with potato. I'm like, yes. what is that? <laughs> that's real and right and and historically correct. No, they're no, they're cottage cheese inside, nice and warm, and then sour cream on the outside, and the and the it's the, uh, like a dumpling consistency. Yes, you know, no, I'm I'm, I'm with you on pierogies. I'm with you on the sour cream on the inside, potatoes, cheese, and meat in pierogies. No, that's what it's supposed no. to be. No. <laughs> Not really. It's a curd. It's not actually a cheese. Well, a cheese curd is a curd, but it's cheese. not the same. Look it up. What is cottage cheese? You look that right up. Okay, we have Catherine on the line first. Catherine, what's going on? Are you on my side, Catherine? Yeah, yeah 
I, well, I love my mom's great favorite when I was a kid. She'd make uh, egg noodles. Yum. And then she would fry bacon and like make it into large bacon bits so they were nice and not super crispy. And then when the pasta, when the, when the noodles were done, she'd put in cottage cheese and bacon. Yes, and she would. Together. Oh my god. So yeah. I love it. I almost put bacon in, but that was requiring too much effort. <laughs> I know, because like then cooking your house smells much. like bacon, and then there's and a little bit much. it took 10 minutes to brown the bacon. All right. Well, yeah. All right. Thanks, Catherine. All right. So here, just so we're clear, so I don't get reamed for this one. Cottage cheese, it says it's soft, lumpy white cheese made from the curds of slightly soured milk, which are not pressed, so some of the whey remains and the individual curds remain loose. The curd is washed to remove acidity, giving a sweet curd cheese that sounds gross when you read it (laughs) (laughs) but not when you freaking heat it up and put it on your pasta nope slightly sour cheese and noodles does not sound good it's drained but not pressed and it's so it's basically it's yeah it's the pieces that make the cheese that don't go together and then washed Hmm. and to remove acidity which to me is also part of the problem it's so bland you know what i think we need to do (laughs) apparently we need a segment on this i think we need to have my friend miles come in and talk with us about his cottage cheese noodles. He's, I mean, honestly, he's been making these for his family. His family made it for them. He's the person who I learned it from. Hope, are any of these callers on my side? Okay, who? We have one, Katie. Katie. Should we take her? Katie, let's go to Katie. Katie. She's cherry picking the calls now, I can people. do that. I'm in charge. Katie, tell me tell, tell me what's up. Um, I'm not sure why this is even a debate. Cottage cheese is literally the most disgusting thing Ever. Yay, Katie! Watery, lumpy, tasteless yogurt. It's, oh, it's hideous. It's hideous. No. I'm with you a thousand percent. Okay, girl. Imagine putting that on hot, delicious noodles. We're not going to do that, right, Katie? With pepper and salt. I want to imagine. I had a diet book once that told me to mix yogurt, like flavored yogurt with cottage cheese. I tried it. I swear to God, I almost threw up. It's vomit itself. Let's just be honest. That sounds kind of (laughs) gross. It absolutely is. It is. That's not even an exaggeration. Okay. I do like you, Thanks, Katie. Thanks, Katie. All right, we have Sandra. I'm going to let Sandra have her piece. Sandra. Hi. Good I, morning, ladies. How are you? Say, good. Say, I have a dish for you. So my husband's Hungarian. We go to Budapest a lot. Yep. And they have a dish called turos. And they make fettuccine, cottage cheese, crispy bacon bits on top with a little bit of the bacon grease. And it's still delicious. Okay, Yum. Okay. Yum. So, All right. I like good. Budapest. I, you guys, I'm not. Thanks, Sandra. I'm not. I'm not saying you guys that I'm not going to go out and try to do this because, of course, I am an explorer. I am a food journeyist. Jake will love it. I don't know, dude. Yeah, I, you will. I don't listen to me when I say that cottage cheese doesn't go anywhere in any cooked hot. Like it's not that cottage, and he only eats it with avocado. Like, like if it. there's no avocado, he won't eat the cottage cheese. If you really are grossed out by the curds, here's a tip. And I have seen this where you blend all of that together before you put it so on the So you're basically noodles. making it, you're forcing it into sort of being a cheese. Well, like you're making it like a, a more of a sauce than a curd. It's not so much the actual curd. It's just like, I guess to me, they're not, they're just sort of these little bland, slippery, weird. I don't know. Yum, Hope is this of- a thing for you? I love cottage cheese. I've never done it with noodles. You're going to now. And you're going to like post it on sure Instagram thing. and be like, yeah, Stephanie's dish. I got this. Yes. Um, but we did have a caller and she, her, they don't do like sour cream in their household. She wants to know if she can substitute uh, Greek yogurt. Yeah, I think you she can, could. 
You okay. can substitute Greek yogurt for anything. It's <laughs> yeah. just a different taste. Yeah. And a it's slightly tangier. different texture. Sure, yes. Do you know that actually Chobani has a new squeeze pack that's called, I don't know what it's called, but it's basically not yogurt in a cup, but it's basically meant so you can squeeze it like sour cream. So like if you want to put it on your hot dog or you want to put it on your taco or things I like that. I do that a lot. For Greek yogurt. Yeah, and I, I use Greek yogurt instead of sour cream tons. most often. Yeah, me too. Because I usually don't have sour cream, but I always have Greek yogurt. Yeah. So I bought a pack of it and I just had it because I was using it in cakes. I was even like, yeah. you know, when they call for sour cream, you have to do a little bit of a conversion. But there's, I was like, oh, I'll just use this yogurt. I always use um, Greek yogurt in everything. Like if it's something calls for oil in a cake, I do half and half. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, this was supposed to be our kitchen gadget segment, guys. <laughs> we got to get back to it, though. It was hijacked by cottage cheese. But first, we are going to get back to kitchen gadgets because I hope that you go over to the Facebook and show us a picture or even just tell us if you have a beloved wooden spatula, if you have a specific, you know, like... Send us a picture. Yeah, send us I a like picture looking at can. the picture it's... of your 1970s potato masher because I have that same potato masher at the cabin. I love it. It's so great. I got it from the thrift store up there. But we're going to talk about wings in a minute. So I just want to oh, prepare wings. you for that. Wings. We can't not talk wings. about wings. So we're going to be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish or Cottage Cheese Dish as we are now going to be renamed, apparently. No, we're just going to eat it because it's delicious. It. All right. Well, that was fun. I'm glad that. Thank you guys all for calling in. And um, try it. It's literally just equal parts. So if you like yeah, it no, I'm done with more. It. We're moving on. All right. So <laughs> what I want you to know is that I tend to go down in the wintertime rabbit holes. Like I kind of find <sighs> the thread of things and then I can't stop like, you know, figuring out or I don't know if it's the weather because I'm stuck inside. It's because you're like a journalist and oh, you have this true. like whole need to know. <laughs> I do. I just like, oh, huh. Interesting. Keep moving. Don't care you're about like, anything. No, I need to know. You don't I need care to about know anything. Exactly. Is what you're saying. I'm not as precise as you. Okay. I'm, I'm not more precise. Glo- I don't think I'm, I'm precise. Over. I don't think I'm precise. I think that's a because I, I kind of bristle like facts. at that. I do like I, I like reality. <laughs> you like facts and facts. I like kind of facts. I don't get stuck with the details. Okay, so let's I'm not, not dwell on this because this is this is a whole other thing. Anyway, but the point of it is, like, I think it's interesting to find out things about people and find out things. Yes. So I was invited to go to a VFW and hang out with some people, and I I I was looking up the address and I saw that they had on there, and and I looked at their restaurants, their listings of menu, and I saw that they had Art Songs Wings yep. at this VFW. Yep. And I sat there and I was thinking about it, and I was kind of laughing. Because I know about Art Song, but does anybody know about Art Song anymore? Actually, it's so weird you bring this up because Kurt and I on Sunday last week went to Bull's Horn mm-hmm. and we got the wings and he was tasting the wings. He goes, oh, these are the Art Song wings. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, they taste just like Art Song's wings. I'm like, that's like Doug Flicker to figure out what's in the Art Song wings and like try to replicate it if it's a wing he likes. So, but do you know who Art Song was? I do. Okay. What do you know? I know. Because those he, are facts and apparently you like them. So go ahead. <laughs> no, you like facts. I like <laughs> stories. Basically. Just made up things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was a guy that lived over in Frogtown and he had a wing shack at 94 in university. And the wing shack, he's, there's still wings. Art Song's wings over there. So, okay. So the fun thing is, is that if you dig back into all this. So just for the reference of when I first started writing about food. I, uh, we had like a thing about, there was like a wing thing happening in town. And so my editor, this was, uh, this was at the rake was like, you should go check out, you know, you should check out some wing history. And I was like, okay, so you should go get some art songs. And I was like, who's art song. 
And so I went to the Hickory Hut, which is the oh, little, yeah. sh- which yep. is the little restaurant over there. And because uh, that was the only place I could find that I could find Art Song's wings. And they said, and it's the Hickory Hut with Art Song's wings. So it's not Art Song's place. It never was. Okay. And it's sort of, and so I started to dig in, but that was a long time ago. There wasn't a lot of stuff out about kind of, I couldn't find things, right? The internet was just so fresh. So anyway, fast forward to this today where I started to really... When grandma was a boy. Yeah, right? Like little anecdotal stuff. But I started uh, digging into it and realizing that uh, that this is actually a pretty cool big thing. And it's still around. And I don't know why people don't know about it. But basically, Art Song was a guy who was... <laughs> um, and I have to tell you, by digging through the internet, you guys, I found an article in the Minneapolis St. Paul magazine from 1981 written by R.T. Ryback. Oh, yeah. He was my boss yeah. at Twin Cities Reader. Right. So he's like, I'm like, oh, the mayor wrote this story for my magazine in 1981. Yep. You know what I mean? So great. But what the thing is about this wing tradition is that Art Song was a guy who, and, and R.T. Uh, sort of calls him half Yugoslavian, half Siamese. Which is interesting. I know. And I was like, so that's Thai. Yeah. You know, and so he uh, he's a man who basically lived here in the 60s and decided that he was going to become the next KFC. And so he put out he decided the funny thing is, is he started with a fine dining restaurant and he realized that that was just not going to work. He like made no money. So he threw the towel in for that and he decided to open a bunch of chicken of chicken wings places. So he opened one on the corner of Nicollet and uh, where where Nighthawks Diner is now, yep. which of course became Shorty and Wags. He opened it with those guys, with the Shorty and Wags guys. And they were going to be like huge. And while the King of Wings was happening in North Minneapolis... Um, which you know Curtis, that spice is back, right? Well, Curtis, yeah, because that's that's part of this whole thing. With Curtis drives Uber and he'll no, sell you wing spice that he's recreated that's the king wing spice. Yes, but Curtis is actually the original king of wings and who's long past. So, um but anyway, it's uh so the king of wings was a guy in the north Minneapolis who would go from club to club to club and from restaurant and selling his wing spice and selling his wings. So in the that was like the kind of the north, but in the south metro it was Art Song and he was doing the same thing, but he was also opening these little restaurants. He had he opened in uh he probably had like 12 restaurants wow. before they all kind of went away. I guess there was some funny money things. He basically gave his recipe to Shorty and Wags. So if you loved Shorty and Wags wings, those were Art Song's wings. Cool. So then, now, I kind of tracked him down. Here's the deal, you guys. His son, Rod, who was in the business with him, is selling the seasoning out of Arizona. I have some on the way to my house right now. Wow. I know. Can you buy it on the internet? Yes. That's how I did it. I bought it on the internet and it's like 15 bucks for a pound of seasoning and it's being shipped to my house. So I'm excited to report back on me making Art Song Wings. And did you ever have Art Song Wings? Like, do you know what you're comparing to? So I had them at Hickory Hut. Here's the funny thing. People and purists say that the Hickory Hut Wings are not Art Song Wings. In fact, that was a schism in the relationship yep. that that is actually a stolen recipe and, and they think it, they say it's not the recipe so only if you buy this specific it's called miracle seasoning from um like rod and songs wings or something like that then that's that's the actual art songs wings seasoning okay so You're it has to be specific them, i'm hoping yeah so oh my god yeah well we're gonna, I'm gonna do a whole story about it okay. i'm gonna actually write it all right <laughs> better but along the way now i've been starting to think about all of these things in terms of 
you know, having wings and I've been sort of on this wing journey because I was thinking about who else's wings. Here's my theory, you guys. You know the Beijing wings at Monte Carlo? Yes. I think those are a riff on Art Song's wings. I I would it's very potentially likely because, because it's a Monte cinnamon Carlo's been there a long time. And a little five spice mm-hmm. and a little there's a tiny little lilt of sweetness in there, but not a lot. But I always wondered why they were called Beijing wings. Like why would you call your chicken wings Beijing wings? Because maybe there's a nod to Art Song. I think so. Who wasn't from China. No, but who was not. <laughs> nothing to do Thailand, with Thailand, you know. Although, City Pages did have an article about how uh, when the Nighthawks guys took over the old Shorty and Wags building, they unearthed a sign from Art Songs that had a very, you know, basically racist character of, uh, of you know, sort of a Chinaman with yeah. like the hat and the whole thing. And... In in the article in the MSP magazine, it's, I mean, like, that was Art Song. Like, it was a character of him that he had commissioned to sell his stuff. Cool. I know. So, it's very interesting. So, anyway, this all comes down to your favorite wings. And I have to tell you, because my favorite wings, because I've been on this wing journey, I've been saying that Monte Carlo's been my favorite forever. Guess what, you guys? I might have a new contender. And that contender is Lat 14 and the Thai basil like the Thai, she has Thai basil wings that are not basil at all, but they're dry rub and they're super crunchy and they're super Yum. good and they are just delicious. Okay. That's another reason. I still have not been there. I can't believe you have I been know. There. I need to get there. So let me ask you this. Where's your favorite? What's your favorite? Well, I like the wings at, um, I have a whole wing thing. Like I like the you wings like the at whole the Monte wing. Carlo because I like the dry rubbed wings. I like the whole wings and I like them at Sweeney's. I just, I like that whole wing. Quickly sidebar, asking you this question. If it's a whole wing, does it have to be dry rubbed for you or can it be saucy? No, I want it to be dry rubbed. Okay. I don't want to deal with the whole saucy wing gross. It's so hard. Yeah, it's just too much. I watched this woman so valiantly trying, (laughs) and I won't say the name of the restaurant, but it was this sort of barbecue saucy thing, and she was like desperately trying to, and it was all over her face. She dropped it a couple times because it was too slippery. And it was just like this is revival has the whole wing there and they're saucy there. Oh, really? And I love them. And they're smaller, but that's part of the reason why yeah, I that's dig a whole not wing. in my top top five. Yeah. But it is in my top ten. Yeah. Um Bullshorn that we just went to had a good wing that reminded my husband of Art Song's wings. So yeah. you might want to check that I know. out. No, I'm seriously that's gonna have to go on my list. Here's another one that um Axels has a they're grilled. And they're smoked wings. That's and like revivals so are smoked too. They're a little different than that though. And they fall off the bone a little more. Like um, almost like maybe they're boiled or something first. Hazelwood. I bet they're bra- I bet they're. They're good though. But smoked would do that to it. But yeah. Hazelwood out in uh, yes. in Lake Minnetonka area. They do that. They I do have, a smoked and then grilled. I had those at the Mall of America Hazelwood oh, when right, I was right, there. Right. Those are good too. Those are the only wings that I would ever want that are like not battered or spiced or something. What about Meritage? Because those are confit. I like those too. Yeah. I I don't, I wouldn't pick those. I love them. I like them. I liked eating them. But I'm like, if I'm going for wing, I want the crunch. And the saucy. I want the crunch. Yeah. And if I want buffalo, I want it to be, I mean, if I want sauce, I don't want sweet sauce. Okay. Then how about drummies or flats? We flats, had this argument the other day. Flats. I want flats too. I do not want that drummy part. What is the little hmm piece? That's the, the thing, little chewy, the little nuggety thing. piece that you can't get past. I am okay. Like it's I'm not tendon. gonna. Like I'm not gonna not eat the drummies in my basket. No, Let's I would be clear, too, people. If I could pick, I would be like, yeah, just give me all the flats. Yeah, I would too. And they get crunchier, and there they aren't do. the weird fat pockets. I don't mind the. Fa- I don't know what it is about the drummies that make me. 
Because I don't mind that. They're more consistently cooked. Also, I feel like you don't get to eat as much off a of jammy. That's why. Because like you get that really weird top knot yes. thing. And then you're kind of like. And sometimes there's good parts on the top knot. Yeah. Because there's like a good crispy round bit. Yeah. But then you're That's also hard. picking Fine. at it. Yeah. You're picking it's instead picking. of eating. You know it. I know. God, we just really had a dissertation. On. That was a little bit of a wing situation. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, and what's the place? Serums in Anoka. Well, like everyone loves serums. Too. And then the other thing is, I mean, I put this out on the Facebook and the Instagram and tons of recommendations from people. And Lynn 65, by the way, great. They had called them the North Star Wings, I yeah, think. Yeah, I've had They those have really great good. dry rub wings. There's a place in Golden Valley called Schuler's, which is just a little. Schuler's Tavern. Yep. yep just have those. Good dive bar with I've great actually, wings. I've actually, I feel like wing. I've kind of. I'm a, somewhat of a connoisseur. You're kind of a wing snob. Oh, also, um, what is the place in uh, St. Paul? <laughs> uh, Joy's favorite place where she goes for Skinner's. Skinner's? Skinner's has okay wings for bar wings. Because like, mm. sometimes you're just like, they're bar wings, right? And they're just like good, crispy, fried morsels. Yeah, but what's the worst part of a wing? I mean, what's a bad wing? When it's overcooked. like a flabby? When they're like flabby? Would you rather have overcooked or flabby? I think I might rather have overcooked. Me too. Flabby makes me want to like gag a little bit. Completely. When they're if, like almost wet, soggy, and, and sort of like, and like the, they haven't fried enough, so the skin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, guess nope. what? We're gonna take a break. <laughs> when we come back, it is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. So if you want to give us a call and tell us your wing recommendations, you want to rave for your favorites. Uh, you you want to shame us for cottage cheese? You can do whatever. Anyone can call for who's on my side. Nobody can call for who's on the other side. And it's 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for uh, hanging out today. It is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. So if you want to give us a call, 651-641-1071. You can send us some notes on the Twitters or on the uh, Instagrams and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yes. We'll try to get at them. I'm still trying to get to 10,000 followers. It's my goal for the year. Okay. So if you can follow me at Stephanie Dish, Stephanie's Dish on Instagram, I'm really trying hard to get there. Okay, we'll do it. Thank let's, you. Let's dial it up. All right, we have Mary on the line. Hey, Mary, what's going on today? Hey, good morning. Good morning. Uh, by the way, Team Stephanie on the cottage cheese. Well, you have to be a little more specific. <laughs> you can say, oh, is it- oh, Shanson, excuse okay, me. Okay, there Team you go. Shanson. <laughs> I like it. Thank you, Mary. And, by the way, and the flabby wing discussion yeah. is, was hilarious. <laughs> I, I thought the cottage cheese was good, but the flabby wings. Then we went right to oh. flabby wings, and we probably made yeah. a lot of people just pee their pants. You know what's funny, and though? By the way, I'm old enough to have gone to Art Songs, one <gasps> of them somewhere. <gasps> so I'm really interested in that seasoning. Oh, I, I'm, I can't wait to report. Wonderful. Oh, good. You know what's funny about flabby wings, too, if you think about it? Like, they're kind of school lunch lady arm things. I don't want to think about That's that like when I'm eating wing the wing. part when you're eating the wing. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I have a question for you, Shanson, again. Sure. The spiralizer queen, or at least you used to be. I still love it. Um, what what brand, do you still recommend the same one, and what brand was it that you use? I do. I do the Pardano. It's the original. There's a, the spiralizer needs to have like a certain amount of stability, and then when you crank it, it makes it easier to do the noodles. There are lots of imitations, and there are lots of handheld gadgets. I just really like the simplicity of getting it done fast. 
And I've been buying um, the the ones from the store, and so often they come mushy. The minute you get them home, they're already mushy. So I I think I'm going to break down. Yeah, the noodles. It's it's a it's a good investment if you like to do it. And if you like those noodles, barely cook the zucchini ones because otherwise they get mushy too. So you're just like basically tossing them in olive oil just to heat them up a teeny. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you, Mary. All right. We have Sue on the line. Hey, Sue. What's going on with you today? Good morning. I have a booze question. Let's do it. <laughs> Bring it on. Well, it's kind of a simple question. Okay. I'm not a big drinker, but I'm wondering, does um, do different kinds of liquor have a shelf life? Like, how long can I keep this bottle of rum and whiskey? and? Clearly, you're and not stuff. a big drinker that you're asking <laughs> us not. this question. <laughs> Never <laughs> once like thought about my... full thing for when people come over. You yes. know, I want them to still come. So. <laughs> I love it. I think you're 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 pretty safe as long as you're a basic liquor. If you're just doing like a vodka, a run, a rum, a gin, a whiskey, all of those basic spirits, you're good to. You can have them for years. Okay, um, good. Anything How that is a like bitters. A, bitters. Well, okay. So anything that has a sugar component or any sort of other compounds to it. So even for me, like the idea of like a flavored. Thing you know gets a little bit weird. I've had to throw Bailey's out. Yeah, well, Bailey's for sure. By the way, should not be kept because sure. that curdles yeah. and that gets funky. But but anything with a flavor might get they might lose its like if you're getting cinnamon whiskey, that's going to lose its flavor after a couple of years and get kind of weird. Um, but your basic straight up spirits should be fine. Bitters and you know like I've thrown so many like you know little uh, tinctures away and shrubs and all that kind of stuff because I don't use them in time. So I would just, I would cycle through those, but your plain spirits are pretty good. Okay, great. Thank you. Okay, you you bet. All right, we also have Mary Beth on the line. Hey, Mary Mary Beth. Beth. Hi. I have a question. Um, I'm a North Sider, uh, born and raised, and I have a question about King of Wings. Yes. You mentioned that he's back. (laughs) Um, what, What information do you have on that? Um, okay, so it's, he was, uh, basically it's, um, Hold on, I'm just pulling it up now. It's Robert Patterson is the man who is trying to bring back his legacy. And okay. Leland Carriger was the guy who is the famous yeah. King of Wings, right? So yep. the good news is the King of Wings, uh, so um, Robert Patterson is sort of selling the seasoning. You can find it at Bunny's in Northeast for sure. Oh, okay. And will they sell the seasoning? Or yes. Okay. Do you know? I, Wonderful. I, I know they're selling the seasoning. I don't know if it's at Bunny's, but you can find it. I met the guy. He drives Uber in his spare time. He's trying to bring it back. He got the permission from the family. Yeah. Okay. Um, Wonderful. Yeah. I'm just trying to see if you can find if there's, I would actually just Google King of Wings, Minneapolis and see, you know, if there's a, there's a thing. He says, I had his business card for a while. He does say, okay. I just found this in this article that Dara wrote. It says, uh, it's for sale in a few local stores, including the Solo Grocery Outlet in North and Sosa Foods on 39th and Minnehaha. There's a Facebook page. Oh, good. Original King of Wings Seasoning is the Facebook page. And there's pictures of it. Um, last posted, uh, you can enjoy the wings at Bunny's uh, in Excelsior. Let's see, the VFW post on Lindell Avenue South and the Coon Rapids VFW Solo Grocery on Lowry, Sosa Foods. Um, ask the cashier for King's Royal Seasoning. Okay. Great. You made my husband so happy. Yay, oh, good. Mary Beth. <laughs> good luck. Thank you. Bye. 
I mean, honestly, the wing thing, it's like making them at home is a little scary because I don't want to fry and like make a crazy amount of like stinky world in my house. But I don't, uh, I did have some really great baked wings that were dry rub. Really? They were good. I want that to work. I know. I want to love that. So if you find something good, share. So it was Stephanie Meyer who made them and they were, I mean, I must have eaten like 15 of them and it was like she salt she did the dry rub and i think the deal was she let him sit in the dry rub you know and it kind of takes it kind of takes some of the moisture out and then basically i think she said that she had him in the fridge and the trick is to go from the fridge to a like 450 degree 500 degree oven and just get them in there and then they crisp up fresh tart if you're listening i know i could text her we'd love that wing recipe because I have issues with frying things at home, too. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't have good ventilation in this house. I have horrible ventilation in this house. Stephanie, I need to confess that I might have to break down and buy an air fryer. Just to like for sampling and for like segment purposes, because everyone is like talking about this stupid thing. Okay, and I would entertain some callers, listeners calling us in and letting us know how you feel about your air fryer. Specifically. I don't want to hear about how you fried up cauliflower. I don't care. I want to know if you fried up wings. <laughs> like, I don't want to, I don't eat frozen like nuggets and stuff like that. So, right. Nothing. I want to know. That wouldn't work for me. So, do I need one of these if I'm not going to do that? I don't know. There's a lot. I mean, that kind of was the, as far as the Instant Pot, you know, rave, that was the other gadget that people were loving so Jeff much. Jeff from Fox 9 is making pork chops in his instant in his air, fryer. air fryer. Yes. Pork chops? You want a fried pork, pork chop? I don't want a fried pork chop. Oh, I do love a good fried pork chop. Do you? Because to me, that gets so tough that you're not really enjoying the pork. Oh. I guess the ones I've had, to be clear. If you I've put not them in had an electric really... skillet and you fry them low and slow. Pan, and... pan frying is not the same to me. Is that is that, the, is that what it does? My electric skillet. I don't know. They're, you put it in the electric skillet. Like oil, skillet. though? And like you're frying it in yeah, oil? Yeah. You get like, a like flour dredge and you fry them up. Okay, yeah, no, I don't have this. I like feel like I'm having a 1970s moment because my mom would make the fried pork chops in the, um, like you know how you used to make fried chicken. Well, I make pan seared oh. pork chops, like that's yeah, I guess kind of, but I'm not deep frying them. No, not but in I'm oil. not battering them and frying them. I guess is the thing. Like, yeah, you're- okay, crazy stuff. <laughs> this is a weird show, you guys, but it's awesome. Just want you to know that we're having a good time. All right, yeah. we're going to take a quick break. If you want to call us and tell us about your air fryer, we're up for that. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish.